Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode 19 of Tech Yet Games. We're making it to the big time. And uh, Leo, our co-host, is actually gone today. He is in Taiwan for Computex. And so I have invited my good friend and co-worker, Albert, to come hang out with us. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm very good. Very, uh, pretty tired, but, you know. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited yeah. to, to dig in. Yeah. Um, I think your story's interesting, like your experience is mm-hmm. interesting, especially to the people listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a quick introduction. Uh, I work with Albert. He's on my team. But one of the things when we hired him on our team that was really interesting is that you'd done some writing and spent a lot of time living in Korea and kind of working around esports and uh, and kind of gaming and participating in that culture. And I think that that is something that is very interesting to uh, to our listeners, right? So um, we'll get to that after we do the uh, the news of the day. And uh, but before we even do that, Albert, uh, have you been playing games at all this week, this month? What are you into right now? Yeah, um, I mean, I've gotten back into League of Legends. Um, that's always been my bread and butter for like the past like seven years. Yeah, it got a hold of me lately too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty fun. Like they changed the meta around. Um, you know, it's. You know, a lot of my other friends started playing from high school and middle school. So, you know, that's that's a added, you know, incentive to play. Um, a lot of new champions are really fun. I'm, I I really got into Pike these days. Dude, I love Pike. I'm a it's, Pike main for it's sure. It's so fun because the alt is like insane. You can make a lot of plays. And so, yeah, it's been really fun. Like there's a lot of uh, different kind of like, you know, team comps and metas. And I like that. I, I want League to, you know, have diverse you know, metas instead of, you know, having a really stagnant, you know, meta for a while. Yeah, it's funny. I top, I, I main top lane and I feel like top mm-hmm. lane is always so like samey, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it's always the same chance. Like Darius is always a problem. Yeah. Garen's always a problem. Like, uh, you know, Aatrox, like it's always such a similar hero pool. Yeah, that it is. It's not that exciting, but, yeah. um, but that's why I just always pick Yorick because he's yeah. the king of the top lane, if you ask me. No, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else, though? What else have you been playing? Uh, and I also play Apex Legends. Oh, an Apex champ over here. Right. No, I'm, I mean, I feel like I've gotten really bad because I haven't played for two weeks. And I feel like Apex is one of those games where you have to keep playing to, like, you know, you know, hone your skills and, you know, be on top of it. But, you know, it's it's pretty fun. But, you know, the battle pass, it's such a grind to level up. So. Yeah, I had a real problem with the battle pass when it launched mm-hmm. and came out. And I think people that listen know if Apex and League are both games I've complained about a lot <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, League is one of those games I try to step away from, and then people draw me back in. Apex, I have mm-hmm. done a good job of kind of avoiding since I complained so much, mm-hmm. but it definitely demands a um, like a, a a practiced skill. Like you got to be playing it a lot so you're it sharp does. when you yeah. play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, lately, I've been playing actually. I've been playing this game like nonstop and it is not a it's not a great game. It's called Minion Masters. Mm-hmm. And have you ever played Clash Royale? Oh yeah, I have. The, yeah. Where you drag yeah, them. yeah. It's yeah. like cards and you drop them. Mm-hmm. It's basically that on PC. Um and I saw some streamers playing it, some Hearthstone streamers were playing it over mm-hmm. the weekend and I was like, Oh, I gotta I should check that out. Mm-hmm. And literally downloaded it and just played it like nonstop for like two days. And uh it's pretty good. I'm getting to the point where I'm a little like any of those kinds of games, you mm-hmm. get to a point where it's like, oh, like I'm not climbing anymore. I just mm-hmm. have to unlock chests. <laughs> like this isn't really great. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's a fun game. So I've really liked playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, still playing a lot of Mordhau. I don't know if you had a chance to try that yet. No, I haven't. What, what game is that? Mordhau. It's mm-hmm. like a. 
it's like a first person melee like medieval game kind of mm-hmm. like chivalry i don't know if you ever saw that game but you basically run around with swords and whack each other is it a multiplayer like a, yeah it's all okay. multiplayer okay okay and uh it's it's gruesome mm-hmm. and super fun mm-hmm. and so i still have fun jumping into that game it's a mm-hmm. it's a good time sounds like a fun like midi if you like the medieval times that's a fun game to play. And if you like like gratifying melee combat, like okay. like cutting people's limbs off, like, <laughs> crushing their heads. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's very I'll check it out. Yeah. It's gratifying in a way that makes you a little uncomfortable with how much you like it, but mm-hmm. it's also really exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'll try that. Um, yeah. so yeah, I've been doing a lot of that, but um other than that, I think the one thing that's popped up that's on everybody's radar and I just saw it on Twitter this morning is that Death Stranding trailer. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. I saw it. It's on, you, on Twitter. What did you think? of the trailer i mean i'm i'm really lost because the you know the guy that made it kojima kojima Kojima, um he made all the metal gears uh game series i haven't played any of them Mm -hmm. so i'm not really sure about his style so but when i first saw the trailer my initial reaction was what's going on um it looked it's like a mix of you know open world action stealth and those are all you know genres i really like so I, th- I think I'll be really inclined to buy it since there's so much hype behind it. But the def- there's definitely a lot of plot holes that I don't really know. I'm not really like, you know, in the scene yet. So, you know, I'll have some digging to do. <laughs> yeah, as someone that's spent quite a bit of time playing Metal Gear games, um, I think the thing to remember is like Kojima's kind of like a, a avant-garde like game designer, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's always trying to make things that are kind of uh, like interesting and artsy and like has like grand ideas and uh and so it's you know it's hard like you look at that and you're like this makes no sense but like a lot of that's kind of what draws me in so much to mm-hmm. have like and i think sony does a great job of this with you know the the way games like uh, god of war and spider-man mm-hmm. and like yeah. all these huge games they've just released um i feel like those games have gotten so much space and so much money to make like whatever the developers kind of wanted mm-hmm. right like it didn't seem like those games were like held back by the studio and so i'm really interested to see like what death stranding is right sony's putting all mm-hmm. this money into it kojima's kind of being allowed to like do what he wants you know mm-hmm. like it, it seems like he was always fighting konami when they were together mm-hmm. so uh it just makes you really excited to experience something that's just like mm-hmm. weird and different and fun and interesting and kind mm-hmm. of has its own uh, like kind of voice mm-hmm. you know so I think that I think it's gonna be cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Are, are you are you think you'll try it when it comes out? I'll definitely see the reviews and I'll yeah I'll think about playing it. I mean I definitely want to watch it at least. Mm-hmm. Someone play it. I like doing the, like walkthroughs on YouTube and stuff. It looks fun. So would you say that this game is really his own work? You know the first time he gets to really you know 100% of it is his kind of vision and you know creative desires. I mean I would assume so. I think like. So, like, you're a lot younger than me, right? Mm. So, like, I get, like, you haven't played through, like, the Metal Gear franchise wasn't important to you mm-hmm. like it was. For, like, I'm in my mid-30s. You're mm-hmm. in your early to mid-20s, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when I was a, a teenager, uh, Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation came out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was, like, the first fully 3D, like, stealth action game mm-hmm. Um, where the guards had like this, the view cones, you mm-hmm. know, and you could like sneak right. through yeah. the place oh, okay. and, cl- and crawl around and, uh, you know, equip all these weird items. You'd use like a cigarette to see the laser <laughs> sensors, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. um, uh, it was, uh, it was a very interesting game. It had really weird puzzles. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there was this thing on the game, a, a boss and his name was Psychomantis, mm-hmm. right? 
and the whole fight was crazy. And like one of the things that would happen is like the game would read your memory card mm-hmm. and the boss would start talking about other saves you had and like, like, oh, I see you like these games and blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, like just mentioned weird stuff. And you're like, is, was that just for me? Is that what the game's supposed to say? Like, yeah. like this doesn't, you know, this is weird. Right. Like, uh, and then at one point your controller would stop working and you had to unplug it and plug it into player two to finish the fight. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So it just, yeah. So it just did like these, these weird things that you hadn't mm-hmm. seen from games really. You know? I didn't know you can even do that. The plugging in and out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was a, it was a different time and like mm-hmm. games like that really didn't exist. Like just mm-hmm. these weird fight mechanics. Mm-hmm. And like, he was like the, the mind, like, like, you know, he was like a mind altering character. So it was like made sense with his character that he could do all these weird things and kind of look into your memory card or, you know, change the way the game played. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, none of the other bosses had weird mechanics like that. But that's kind of what made it so special. Is like you'd hit these moments and everyone kind of it would have their own flavor, right? And, uh, and it was like super fun. I beat that game so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really play. I played the later ones a bit, but didn't really get into them in the same way until 5, which is the latest one. Mm-hmm. And that game was obviously like half finished. You could tell like they were just they were fighting so much in making that game mm-hmm. that it never got really realized but it was a cool game mm-hmm. you know uh, it was like this kind of open world stealth action game where you could really like do whatever you wanted you could you could beat levels any way you wanted to like mm-hmm. like you could you could ride your horse to the right like if you had to assassinate a target mm-hmm. right you would just like ride your horse onto the road and have the horse shit in the middle of the street. <laughs> and then people would drive up and like stop and be like, what's that? And get out of the car and you could murder them. You could steal their car. Is that could, actually a way to kill? Yeah. Kill you could do, wow. yeah. I mean, it would, like you could, it was very open-ended as far mm-hmm. as how you could achieve these missions. You don't mm-hmm. have to kill them. You could, um, you could knock people out and mm-hmm. put a, a, what they called a Fulton on them, which mm-hmm. is like a balloon. Mm-hmm. And you'd float the bad guy in the air and a plane would come pick him up. Mm-hmm. And then you could use them in your base to do stuff around your base. Oh, my God. That's like, like, really, I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, that's what I mean. These games are just so weird. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what makes me so excited for Death Stranding is like, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's so much weirder, mm-hmm. you know, and like, that's exciting to me. Like, that's a an exciting proposition. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up to mm-hmm. see where it goes. But uh it is super weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems to have a lot of different kind of, you know, um, you know, like plots and a lot of different kind of modes. Mm-hmm. You know, it is open world, but it seems like you know some some levels you seem to have to do like more stealthy, and some levels you fight. Some levels is more you know like character driven, and you have to like talk with characters. So I like that about that because you know i don't like game you know games can get really boring if it's only just you know constant fighting you know like if john wick 3 was made into a movie i know some people might get a little tired of you know too much action but this game seems to have a a lot of different kind of you know ways to play the game so i mean i like that about it yeah the movement mechanics are cool yeah the super ladder you laid down Mm -hmm. and it just like fell against some rocks Mm -hmm. and And the ropes and the tools yeah Yeah. like he anchored that thing and just climbed down a random rope into a ravine you're like oh this looks cool like this looks pretty neat yeah as far as like how you could explore the world so uh yeah i'm interested to see because did you see the what the special edition is no i didn't what what does it have so you know in the game there's that baby thing they wear Mm -hmm. it's a full-size one of those it's literally a full-size pod with lights with a little baby, with a baby inside. 
Oh that, my god, it's not a real baby, obviously. I mean, I know, but they that's don't give you a baby. That's scary. I, I why would anyone? <laughs> I kind of want one, dude. Really? Yeah, I want one's kind of really bad. Do you know how the baby kind of fits into the story? Or Nobody the knows. Nobody knows. Nobody. I know you think because you just saw that trailer mm-hmm. that like, oh, you don't know what the story is, so it, like, that's why you're confused. But nobody knows. There's been, um, really one other like trailer tra- or two other trailers, and both of those were similar in tone, like random babies and weird ghost men floating in the air. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of what you saw, just less gameplay. Like mm-hmm. this one actually had gameplay with the fighting mm-hmm. and stuff. That was okay. cool. But before that, all you got were kind of these flashes of like, I don't know. It looks like, you know, you yeah. travel through worlds and there's a weird baby, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, as much as everyone else. Now. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The baby part really creeped me out. I'm not yeah. going to lie, but babies are creepy. Yeah, that would be a good Halloween kind of costume, though. <laughs> a baby in a bubble? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be the baby? Yeah, I'll be the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could get those costumes where it's like, you know, where it's like two people, but it's one. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, yeah, like yeah. With yeah. a cage in exactly. front of you. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. But your head could be like the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a smaller friend and you yeah. know, have him be the baby. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Halloween, me and you, you got to be the baby, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. All right. So. That was pretty exciting. I, I suggest anyone listening to watch that trailer. I think just for the fact, like if you want to say video games are art, like then you got to watch those kinds of trailers. Yeah, to for see, sure. Right. Like yeah. it's not Call of Duty. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a different kind of thing. And yeah. uh, and I think we should embrace that as best we can. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the meat and potatoes. Leo's gone. You're the guest host. We're going to we're going to break it down i need to give you a a real interview and get to the bottom of who albert is great sounds good are you you excited Mm -hmm. i'm excited i'm excited too (laughs) so um from the start let's get like let's get a short kind of kind of your history and how that relates to games you can kind of tell me everything about your life but Mm -hmm. um kind of when you ended up moving to korea kind of how your experience was there like overview and when you kind of moved back i think is a good place to start Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, um, I guess if I have to describe my childhood in one word, it would be, it would be very hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of moving around. You know, I was born in the states, but you know, I don't remember any of that because I moved back to Korea. I moved back to Indiana, moved back to Korea, moved back to Texas. But the bottom line is, it's you know, I, I did a lot of moving around. But one thing kind of stuck with me, and that was kind of gaming. And I think I got my first. Um, like you know PC that I can really game on um, during middle school Um, and I needed the computer for you know homeworks and whatnot but the main reason why I used the PC was obviously you know gaming and gaming became a uh, especially in Korea it it was it's definitely a big cultural thing you know as everyone knows PC bongs PC cafes PC tournaments you know the first major kind of esports was created in Korea with StarCraft Brood War. And so I kind of got into that and all of my friend groups, literally all of them, um, except for the girls, they they played StarCraft, they played, you know, certain FPS games. Um, I would say the CSGO equivalent of, the CSGO equivalent was Sudden Attack. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of that. I've heard of it. Um, but yeah, that's what everyone literally played. And, you know, there's also, you know, other games like FIFA, MapleStory. I've, I've dabbled in all of those and, you know, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I think, I think all you know, playing all of those games kind of taught me to be, um, 
kind of really grounded in who I was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're growing up, you make a lot of friends. And especially if you move around, you kind of lose those friends and stuff. So, you know, since I kept my computer, you know, all throughout the moving, I was able to just keep playing and keep, uh, stay connected with my friends. So I think that was the best part about gaming, which is, and to this day, I still, you know, connect with my friends and, you know, maintain those relationships because, you know, of gaming. And uh, yeah. So was, uh, so did you play Brood War a lot in Cruise? Like kind of the first game you really got into or was it, um, I mean, was League out at that point? Was that kind of what you got into? Yeah. Um, yeah. Starcraft was probably the big thing. Um, Southern Attack. I would, I, say, I would say I was a little better at Southern Attack. Um, mm-hmm. the, the RTS, like the strategy games, they're really hard. Like yeah. you have to have really fast uh, fingers with the APM and stuff. And I wasn't really good at that. Um, but yeah, FPS games, I think, was my, you know, true love at that point. And then League came around um, during high school. I played a lot. Um, I played, I actually played on the American server um, from Korea. Uh, despite the 200 ping, I, you know, we all still kind of like persevered mm-hmm. <laughs> and played on the NA server, which because it was more fun. I mean, we had more friends there, too. So, um, yeah, I, I started League when I was in, you know, high school, and I still play it to this day. So did you... Um were you were you guys into like I mean so the thing I see like actually just watched a video about like PC bongs mm-hmm. and you know I've heard a lot about them and I like I've been to riots they have one set up at, at riot yeah and uh, and I, I like it but you know I think it's it's different when I my image in my head of like being in high school in Korea is like you and your friends go to like a PC bong after school and hang out and drink teas and eat <laughs> French fries and right. you know what I mean yeah. like. And because, you know, that's what we would do when, when I was in high school. We'd just like sit outside of mm-hmm. uh, just sit outside of Jack in the Box, right? Because we had nowhere to go mm-hmm. or go to a friend's house or something. Um, so is that kind of how your experience was when you were in high school? You guys would just go to PC Bongs on the weekend or after school and kind of hang out and play league as a group. Uh, so, you know, I think that's really different than how we kind of do it mm-hmm. in the States. Yeah, uh, I think in middle school, I did more of that kind of hanging around um, after school. You know, I played some sports. Mm-hmm. So after sports, we, you know, went to PC Bunks. But the thing is, you know, you also go to a lot of uh, after school programs. Like it's called Hagwons in Korea. And, it you know, it's terrifying and it's, you know, it's, you know, you People hate Hagwons because you're stuck in, you know, another classroom for two, three hours. But the best part of that is you take uh, you take those after school classes with other friends. And after the after class, you you go you go to PC Bungs. So Hagwons like a cram school. Yeah, cram school. Yeah. And it's really late at night. And and, I, you know, I don't you know, my mom would say just stay there after and do, you know, extra studying. But, you know, we were immature and we. We didn't want to study that much, so we kind of, you know, went to PC bongs in secret, and as groups. And as high school rolled along, um, you know, as I could get a better computer, we played from home. You know, skyping. Um, that was the Discord back then. So yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's kind of like, I was kind of like in that era, like between fifth and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I would always so Seven Elevens used to have arcades mm-hmm. in them here. Yeah, and that was like all I would do is like go to 7-Eleven and play Street Fighter like every day. Wait, 7-Eleven had an arcade? Yeah, all 7-Elevens had Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat like in them for some reason. It was like just for some reason those two games because they were like the biggest games in arcades. Mm Mm-hmm. They just had them in every 7-Eleven. That sounds actually pretty cool. It was great. Everyone you're a kid, it was Mm -hmm. great. I'm sure now it's very different. I'm sure 7-Elevens would kind of hate that, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're kind of a different store now. Right. But, um, 
But yeah, we used to just go hang out at 7-Elevens nonstop and play mm-hmm. play Street Fighter. I'd play Mortal Kombat if like I had to, like if Street Fighter was full. Cause I was, you know, I wasn't a big kid, so sometimes there'd be bigger kids playing, and you'd mm-hmm. have to just kind of play what you could get. Yeah. But um, so it's kind of similar. Like you know, that was kind of what I like after school. If my if my my dad was late picking me up, I'd be like, just pick me up at Seven Eleven, and he'd be like, don't go to Seven Eleven. I would just go. Right. Like, <laughs> I had to. Like I had to learn yeah. to get better. Yeah. Like you know, I remember I would. He would get, I'd get in trouble because I would save my lunch money. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy lunch. Mm-hmm. Or I'd just buy, like, a small thing for You would lunch. starve almost. <laughs> yeah, I would just starve. Yeah. And then use that money to play. Like, I'd get a Slurpee in quarters, and then I would just go play Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'd just come home and just eat everything at home, mm-hmm. right? And um, and I would just get in so much trouble. My dad would get so mad because mm-hmm. I just would spend all that money. Like, he's yeah. like, I have to give you lunch money. Yeah. But you don't buy lunch. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can I, like, I can't, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, uh, so I think that's kind of similar. I think that's similar mm-hmm. to kind of, I mean, I wish we had a, you know, I wish I could have gotten into PC gaming like that mm-hmm. at that era because mm-hmm. I was, I played a lot of StarCraft in middle school too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I had an old Apple power PC is what mm-hmm. they called it. Mm-hmm. And StarCraft was the only game I had that would run on it. Mm-hmm. StarCraft had an Apple client. How was that. it? Was it like smooth? Not really. Oh, I really? didn't know any better, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. Yeah. So I probably thought it was running great and it mm-hmm. probably was like 15 frames or something, <laughs> oh, right? But, um, but you know, you don't know if it's the only thing you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I used to love playing StarCraft. Like mm-hmm. it was great. And um, I really didn't get, I didn't really play a lot of competitive StarCraft until StarCraft 2, which is hardly StarCraft, mm-hmm. you know. But um, so answer me this question. Why are Koreans so darn good at games? Um, PC bunks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the culture of gaming. I mean, in America, I think there's way more things to do. You know, granted, I mean, I, I, I like that about America because there's, a, you know, a lot of other activities, you know, sports, you know, high school's different. You, you branch out, you date and things like that. But in Korea, I feel like there's, you know, you're so the culture is very inwards. You know, you, you have to just be by yourself, study, go, you know, get a great education, go to a good you know, university and get a job from, you know, one of the big three companies in korea right that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it so because it's so you know so inward and grounded i think pc bongs and gaming was definitely like the biggest kind of outlet for many people and because it's such a big outlet you know people get competitive you know even with basketball pickup games one-on-ones you you bet lunch money on that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's basically our one-on-one lunch money bets you know we want to get better than the other you know we keep track we kept track of you know starcraft you know, like our, our scores. Yeah, like leaderboards. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, we keep track of it for like 10 years now. My, my friends still keep track of it. So it's, you know, that kind of mentality kind of drives people to get better, I think. And that kind of that kind of mentality is also reflected in solo queue, th- I think, too. And when I played in uh, Korean solo queue, people really try hard. They, you know, they really want to win. You know, obviously there's ragers, you know, people troll. But I think for the most part, people want to win. So if they get angry, they just get angry at, you know, the game itself instead of, you know, yeah. Yeah, U.S. solo queue is yeah. trash. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It's I pretty get, different. I yeah. get so mad because it's, yeah, because most of the people there, I wouldn't say most, but if you got one or two people on your team that don't really care if they win, it's like, oh, this is this is bad news. Like, yeah. you know, like they can just completely ruin the game. Yeah. Really make you spend 40 minutes just like 
watching them troll, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's what always makes me mad about League and Riot is they don't do anything to really prevent that. Like they're so they they have such a hard time banning accounts. I get it; people spend a lot of money on their accounts, and they don't want to separate people from that because yeah, I'll tell you, like if my account got banned and I haven't spent that much money on my account, I wouldn't play anymore. Yeah, that's, you know that's what I simple, mean. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know I think that's a big part of it is like. Well, how do we reform these people? Well, they're not going to get reformed, yeah. right? They just—they know there's no punishment. So, yeah. but um, do you think part of uh, kind of the success in Korea with gaming is the fact that it's cool? Because you know, I think back when I was a kid playing StarCraft, and I would like download—I can't remember what it was called—but these like stadium StarCraft matches, right? Mm-hmm. And I can remember like I can't remember their names. I wish I could, but these kids that were like you know when I, twenty years ago. That were, I what I believed at the time, like Korean megastars mm-hmm. for playing StarCraft, you know, and they were yeah. 17 years old. They were like my age or a little bit older. And uh, and just seeing, so I mean, even in the States, that's still not a thing, right? 20 years later, we still, like maybe Ninja now or Shroud, but they're like mm-hmm. adults doing like streaming. They're not even like competitively the best, right? Right. Um, so seeing these like, these teens that were like superstars, or at least in my mind, mm-hmm. uh, really was like, man, like if, if I felt like if we were treated that way here, or if like people that were really good at that game were treated that way here, like we'd have this like robust gaming culture like Korea mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that's a big part of why they're better? I mean, just because it's, and from my perspective, cooler. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's both cooler and economically, it's, it's a very sound. It's actually a very, you know, viable kind of strategy, you know. Um, I, I think it's kind of like equivalent to kind of like um, some basketball prodigy in, you know, like some very like ramshackle neighborhood, you know, somewhere in, you know, Oklahoma. But he can still have a big future and make a lot of money because he can get drafted by, by a college, by a high school. And that kind of system, I think, was, you know, the the game games were able to funnel that kind of system in Korea very from a very you know for very young age people so I think I think that economically it's viable you know you can earn a lot of money they house you they feed you you know everything is paid for and you earn a lot of money and the most important thing is after that you still have a course of after you retire from pro gaming you still have you know, streaming as an alternative to make money. I see a lot of, you know, pro gamers, uh, StarCraft, that stream right now. And this big streaming site on, in Korea is called Africa, Africa TV. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of that. Yeah, it's one of the pro teams too. So, and so a lot of people, you know, make YouTube videos, they stream, you know, they have sponsors still. So it's still a very viable thing. Like it's like a athlete, same thing as an athlete in America. I feel like Korean streaming culture is so weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right? yeah, it's there's, weird. There's so much stuff on those, you know, like yeah. you see these Africa TV videos pop mm-hmm. up on like, yeah. on like Reddit or something. And like half the time it's gamers, half the time it's like girls eating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like girls in swimsuits dancing. It's just like, <laughs> what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this, this is, I mean, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like I think that's not so weird, but mm-hmm. to be in one spot, you know, like yeah. all those things like, you know, Twitch kind of has not always perfectly, but always tried to kind of keep their content at least like gaming specific. I mean, mm-hmm. now it's kind of everything, but yeah. kind of non-sexual or like, you know, yeah. and so, uh, and you know, m- m- mukbangs. Mm-hmm. Mukbangs. Yeah, mukbangs have never really caught on in the States. I mm-hmm. mean, there's 
some people that do similar things, but it's not like there where people are like filthy rich eating, mm-hmm. you know, giant. And how do those girls eat so much and be skinny? Like, it doesn't make any sense. That's the one. Like, they eat like eight bowls of ramen and pho and, you know, I don't know. Like, how do they do it? Yeah, like 5,000 yeah. calories. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, is Faker the LeBron James of video games? Yeah, I mean, I mean, people say Michael Jordan. Okay. So, you know, yeah, definitely at the, you know, apex of pro gaming, you know, esports. And he's still, you know, up there, I think, you know, obviously they didn't win the MSI tournament. But, you know, he, and the fact that he has a backing from such a big um, company in Korea, telecommunication company, SKT. SKT, yeah. You know, it's, it, it bodes well for him. And also now that he, you know, cemented his name, he can go anywhere. Yeah. You know, China's going to pay him like triple, double easily so yeah like like if, if faker went to china right mm-hmm. and did like a stadium tour playing league of legends oh so good like yeah. would it be ma- like would it be massive like, it'd be massive yeah. really you know yeah. like that's what you think like if he or if he took like some of the skt guys right like mm-hmm. their contracts ends and he takes peanut and somebody i don't even know who's on there who their <laughs> friends who's yeah i don't know who's socially friends in those groups <laughs> but if they were like we're gonna take a five man and we're gonna do a world tour and we're just gonna play any pro teams in other countries and challenge them right mm-hmm. and like you know it just seems so huge i mean mm-hmm. i think even in the states they could sell out a state oh yeah for sure let alone like in china Ch- people in china love league of legends right. for one yeah um just like the amount of exposure they could get like it just seems math it seems crazy to me mm-hmm. how popular faker is you know like yeah. crazy because I'm not even that big into pro league of legends mm-hmm. and I know who faker is, mm-hmm. right? The only other care people I know, I know because I've been to LCS a couple times mm-hmm. and I've kind of like met these dudes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I know who that is or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I, I don't really follow the teams that well. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, um, another thing you've done is you've done some, um, some writing mm-hmm. and kind of been involved. Well, tell me, cause I don't even really know. I, I know we've talked about it a long time ago, but like, I know you had some involvement with like kind of like esports personalities and um, and kind of interacting in that world in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so so tell me more about that. I guess like what what is your kind of level of involvement? How was it? Um, and was it different? I mean, it's so much bigger in Korea. Mm-hmm. So kind of how different was it than how you see esports being treated in the states? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, so my personal involvement, your in- personal involvement. Well, I mean, in Korea, I didn't really you know get to be you know involve myself as in like go to games you mm-hmm. know be part of team I, I i had some local you know kind of regional pc bank um tournaments for like you know like hundred dollars or a thousand dollar prize pool mm-hmm. i mean still at that time it seemed like a big deal and you know and we had like some online tournaments for sudden tech and which is a long time ago but you know it was fun um but the first kind of real like stadium experience i had with like crowds and people watching and stuff was uh in ucla um mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when I was playing, uh, esports wasn't like coll- collegiate esports wasn't like that established. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't like you know it wasn't like funded or anything. But now it's like pretty established. But back back when I was part of the team, you know, uh, we went to you know a few tournaments in San Diego and whatnot, and you know Long Beach, and it was really fun. Like you know, it's it's so different from just playing, you know ranked yeah. you know five cues it's so it's so fun like people watch you people clap you know every time you mess up you know the people go like oh no and like you you yeah. really feel that kind of pressure and intimidation but 
the thing is like when you win it's that much more you know rewarding and you know play you know phys- being physically next to each, uh, all the players so like the pc bang format it also really helps it's like kind of endearing and kind of like uh makes you relaxed mm-hmm. when you play so yeah i think that was really you know it, it was such a special experience for me that i'm you know i'm always going to cherish you know yeah it's so fun like i will say like even in a smaller scale like when i was younger i played like uh like an online like mm-hmm. like that <clears throat> online like ladder tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff for mostly for like tribes and tribes too mm-hmm. but uh but so a little bit for counter strike as well mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's so funny because like when you play games you have such like good ideas right like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of i think gaming to me especially like competitive gaming is like thinking of of a good idea trying to outsmart who you're playing against or trying to kind of you know what they call like a high IQ play, 200 IQ yeah. play or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and trying to implement it, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it goes great and sometimes you outthink yourself <laughs> and you just do something stupid or you like flash in and you just get owned. You're like, <laughs> I, I had a good idea. It just didn't work how I thought it was yeah. going to work. Um, but there's something so gratifying about like playing in a tournament or something and, and having one of these 200 IQ plays and having it and pulling it off. And just having everyone just be like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, he did it. I can't believe he did it. You that's know? the best feeling. That's the best feeling in the world. Is, yeah. And I think that's true for sports or anything, right? But, you know, I think in gaming, it's it's so much more. I mean, not to say sports aren't mental. but Sports are very physical. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I think a lot of playing sports is kind of physical repetition and just being that much better than the people around you. Yeah. Or I think with gaming, um, that's a big deal, too. But I think being able to kind of understand meta concepts in games and outthink the people that are playing is um is so much more demonstrable when you're playing games yeah. you know and especially when people are watching and they're 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 watching the meta game they're not really watching the small fights and you do uh, something really you know in the case of league like mm-hmm. a great rotation mm-hmm. or uh you know you steal a baron or mm-hmm. whatever right like like it just feels so good you know yeah and so i think that's such a a big part of it mm-hmm. um let's see where we're at okay um i want to make sure we're not going too far yeah but we're pretty good um so what else like when did you move back for you move back from college um i well i moved i went to middle school and high school in korea so yeah college um i came to ucla um four years and for two and a half years i've been you know stayed at la you know working and grinding, yeah. Working and grinding. Yeah. Working here. Yeah, working on you. <laughs> we don't we don't say no, I don't care. <laughs> I, I I pretend like we don't mention it, but we always end up saying where we work, so yeah. it's not a big deal. Um so what about post college? What about what's your game experience been like since then? You still all PC games? Um have any other games kind of called out to you since that time, or has it really mm. been lead consistently? Yeah, um I think well, you definitely have a little bit more time, I think, when you since you graduated. Um, so I think I play a lot of games where I can kind of reconnect with my friends. As I said before, I want to maintain those relationships. Mm-hmm. I still do want to play league, and it's and it's nice that I'm having fun because you know I don't want to be playing games I don't want to play. But I'm actually kind of dabbling in like kind of some single player, you know, games too. Mm-hmm. I downloaded. Uh, I'm thinking of downloading Watch Dogs too. Oh, yeah. Um, that's on sale on Steam. So I was like, and it looked really fun. The g- reviews were good. And I know um, kind of like the other kind of uh, those Japanese kind of like, you know, stealth games. Um, those 
those games look really fun too what's that re- one that came out recently Sekiro Sekiro yeah that looks really fun too and I've been kind of like you know getting into those kind of single player games like Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. another one of my favorites yeah the new uh, if you haven't tried them the newer Assassin's Creed games mm-hmm. Odyssey mm-hmm. and uh, what's the I can't remember the one before that is but they're kind of more of an open world mm-hmm. like format and yeah. they're they're good games. I've never mm-hmm. really been that into Assassin's Creed games, mm-hmm. and I will say that the last two have been um, really interesting, really good mm-hmm. uh, departures from the earlier ones. I feel mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed really lost its way for a long time. Yeah, uh, especially uh, you know before those recent two games, it, it kind of became stale. It's definitely more of like an RPG kind of game now, for sure. But um, in the early days, the first Assassin's Creed and the second one, I think those were definitely the best because man it's it's really just fun like just being really stealthy and like the game uh the fighting mechanics were so new and i don't know it was more about like the character development the animus you know like there was a lot of more plot driven you know a gameplay but i think they're they're kind of returning to the uh plot driven like kind of gameplay as well and they're also choosing new destinations and locations which is a great you know refreshment yeah. For the game. Yeah. Did anyone play console games in Korea? Console games, um, not really. I feel like nobody plays consoles there. I'm, I'm sure there. I mean, I'm sure there is a you know big crowd for console games actually, but especially for you know guys like you know middle school, high school guys that are just going to Hogwarts. I feel like console games. Well, first of all, console games. It's harder to kind of like hide uh, from your parents. Yeah. Um. I mean, to be really truthful, like you know, you, you do a lot of like kind of secret gaming a lot because you just, your parents expect you to study all the time, and PC is such a fantastic tool for that because you're doing homework on it, but then you just alt tab and you're in a game of Starcraft. So mm-hmm. I think it's uh, <laughs> um console game definitely. I don't think it really found its footing in Korea, um. But I definitely see a lot of people play like you know sports games, especially. I feel like that's what people use it for mainly. But you yeah. have a lot of culture shock coming here from like going to college here. I mean, it sounds like the way you describe Korea is a bit mm-hmm. uh, repressive. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it hard is, to yeah. date, kind it of is. hard to yeah. You know, because the the way you talk about it, it seems like it's kind of hard to interact with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when I was in high school, I had girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I was dating. I was going to the beach, having fun, mm-hmm. you know, going to parties and drinking, and mm-hmm. um, and you know, it sounds like your experience was not that. You know, it's I, definitely a different yeah it's definitely i mean yeah i would say it's a culture shock a lot of the uh koreans that are you know from america you know they were you know grown up and growing up here their parents are, are also really different you know their parents mm-hmm. are also very open-minded um very progressive um but you know korean parents that are traditional you know very very different you know from dating from gaming from education from career path it's it's very different okay Couple more questions, and when I'll let you go, do you have any crazy Korean stories, crazy PC bong stories, or did you get in a fight outside of PC bong? You get taekwondo <laughs> for for picking Timo, like uh, mm-hmm. any crazy stories? I I've I've seen a lot of fights outside of PC bongs. I because, bet. Yeah, because there are twenty four seven. A lot of drunk people come to mm-hmm. PC bongs, but I don't really. Oh, there was one interesting story where. Um, we kind of met strangers at PC Bang, and then we kind of joined them. Um, it was sudden attack. We were just like, "Oh, you guys have three people. We have two. So five, you know, five people teams. You know, let's let's try that." And it was really fun, and we won a lot of games. I love those kinds of yeah. Those, those are the best. Yeah, it's really fun. You know, it's you don't expect it, especially in Korea where people are kind of like they don't like interaction and they're kind of like socially, you know, uh, 
awkward. <laughs> Do um, they like foreigners in Korea? I think I think nowadays it's a it's it's definitely more foreign. Yeah. Um, it's more diverse, and I think they're very open to like talking with foreigners. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Last question. This is the big one. Mm-hmm. What's the best Korean food? The best Korean food, apart from Korean barbecue, right? I mean, if you want to say it's Korean barbecue, that's fine. But okay. you gotta like name what it is in Korean barbecue. That's okay. Good. Pork belly, Korean barbecue is just the best. It's the best. Yeah, huh? and, and brisket. Yeah, but pork belly is by far my favorite because it's it's just so it's tasty. I mean, it's pork belly. It's so funny. You go to Korean barbecue. There's all these things on the menu, and everyone's just like, two plates of brisket and a mm-hmm. pork belly. Just bring it out, mm-hmm. and it's like, I like like the steaks. Like I like what they get in like the ribeye. Oh yeah, and, I mean those are good I mean? too. But you can't go wrong with pork belly. I feel like the yeah. pork belly is so salty. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> this is your opinion. I love salty food, so it, yeah, that's yeah, true. It really I feel helps. like the pork belly is so salty. I like anything with that red hot sauce on it. Yeah, I just I just use salt. Usually. It's so bad for you, but I like anything with that sauce. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Santa Anita Mall called it's uh, Mixable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's I haven't like, heard of that. It's kind of like Chipotle, but for like mm-hmm. Korean bowls. Wait, really? That yeah. sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like rice and then, mm-hmm. and then veggies and mm-hmm. then like sprouts. Do they have pork belly? Oh, they have. I think they have pork belly. Oh, they do. Okay. I usually get uh, like bulgogi, but I have them. Mm-hmm. Not the sweet sauce. I haven't put red sauce over it. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, and then you know corn and cheese and kind of all the Korean stuff. You put it in a bowl. I think it's super good, but uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Korean food. I like Korean bar food, to be honest with you. Bar food? Oh, like what? Like what? Like uh, we were talking about earlier the the rice cakes and the hot sauce mm. with the, oh yeah tteokbokki tteokbokki. When yeah. I put the the one I get is this place called Dansung Sa mm-hmm. in Koreatown. Oh, it has ramen noodles. It has everything in and it. And spam. Okay. Kimchi and spam yeah. and ramen and like sausages and like yeah, that, anything. That's called pudechige. Pudechige? Yeah. That is the shit. I wish I could eat that every day of my life, but I would have a heart attack. I think I think that's the prime example of like the, you know, the alcoholic food. Mm. It's the best food. I mean, because it has everything. It's spicy. It has protein. It has, you know, noodles everyone loves that <laughs> yeah i find that red sauce so like you know spicy food's generally kind of addictive to mm-hmm. eat like yeah. it's, it's kind of uh it's kind of a pain you crave mm-hmm. you know and i don't like super spicy food i feel like that's just usually it's just spicy enough mm-hmm. right like yeah. it's not like crazy like you know like uh like like natural fried chicken spicy where it's like impossible to eat like mm-hmm. it's very edible but it's kind of that pain that's just enough where you're like oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> take another bite i'm gonna take another bite Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I but the it. thing is, you don't want to throw up after eating that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, that sounds terrible, actually. Yeah. Now, you're, now I'm kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you don't really throw much. up, though, right? No, I don't really drink that much, yeah, yeah, to be honest yeah. with you. So, you know, I, I would say, like, that's kind of something I would go out on a special occasion mm-hmm. and have, like, a beer or two. Yeah, yeah. And kind of munch on that while yeah, I'm drinking yeah. it. And I think that's, you know, fun. And it's, yeah. It's cheap. You know, you have a couple yeah. beers. It's tasty. Have a couple heights. Is height the big heights the big beer? Yeah, beer, right? yeah, yeah. Have a couple heights, have that thing. That's a that's a good night right yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can wrap it up. We don't need to go too late. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to say before we get you out of here? Uh, shout outs. Uh, shout out to my uh, family. Shout out to the fam. <laughs> can I do shout outs? You can do whatever you want. Cool. I'll give you a couple minutes if you want to talk. Uh, um, I'll I'll shout out to uh, Tony, your favorite podcast host. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. And yeah, and my girlfriend Christine. Oh, Christine. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for letting me borrow Albert for a minute. I appreciate <laughs> it. 
Yeah, and th- this is super fun. This is my first podcast, so I think this is going to go down in the history books. Yeah, usually so. it's uh, when you ask people to be on your podcast, it's their first podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty fun, yeah. You didn't want to give Christian a shout out? Oh, Christian, yeah. I definitely have to. He's my ADC, so. Yeah, Christian and Sky. <laughs> Sky. And the crew. Yeah, the crew. These are all people that we've played League of Legends, or mm-hmm. played Apex with a lot, yeah. and now have played League of the Legends. The gaming crew. Vicky, hello. Yes. Uh, okay, I mean, with that, I-, I think we're done. We love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to us um so if you want to look us up leave us a comment tell us about your experience with gaming um you can send us an email techyapodcast at gmail.com um or just go to techyapodcast.com and you can find all of our relevant links our twitter our facebook our email all that good stuff you can also find all of our previous episodes leave a comment on any of those or just say hello um and with that we love you guys and we're done so peace out